If you've ever looked at the Burren's rocky landscape and wondered, how do they farm that? My guest today has the answer. You're going to hear just how much there is to see and do in the Burren. You can go beneath the lunar limestone into massive caves. You're going to eat incredible locally produced food. You can enjoy traditional live music, experience a boat tour beneath the Cliffs of Moore, and you'll be able to shop with artisan creators of perfumes and metalworks and woolens and so many other items. To make sure you are taking advantage of everything on offer when you visit the Burren, I want you to grab my free Burren itinerary. All you have to do is visit irelandfamilyvacations.com backslash Burren. Now I'm going to introduce you to a farm that you can visit in the Burren. Hey everyone, thanks so much for joining me again here on the Traveling in Ireland podcast. Today we are heading to County Clare's western coast and the wonderful area of the Burren. My guest today is Brona O'Rourke. She is the owner of the Burren Farm Experience, where she and her family take people out and kind of tell them what it's like to, to live and to work and to produce in the Burren. So Brona, um, thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. Thanks very much. It's super to have interest and we're so looking forward to having all our international visitors back. Um, it's been a long two years and we are so ready with open arms to welcome everybody back. Um, I've the kettle on already and the bee <laughs> is maturing. So we will be really happy to see it. And I, that's across the board that people are so ready and so welcoming to our guests from America, especially because you've always been so good and so really interested in our culture and heritage because we share that bond that a lot of people travel from Ireland to America. So uh, a lot of my family, my dad's family went to America and Canada. So it'll be so lovely to have everybody back. I think people will be crying when the first flights <laughs> get back in because it's been so long and it's been really difficult. And we've missed you as much as you've missed coming over to see us. And that's, that's very genuinely true. Because I know from speaking to family away that and people are getting older and they've missed those couple of years that really would have been so significant, you know. So just remember that. And I will say one thing. Spring is fabulous in Ireland. So from March time on, don't be thinking it's too early to come. It You have to wait till summer. You don't, especially here in the Burren. The flora and fauna that grow in springtime, March, April are fabulous months to come. I know everybody wants July, August, but even September is really nice as well. September is my personal favorite month to travel, but you're completely right because Ireland doesn't have those big temperature swings that we are used to in North America. So really, if you can visit in, you know, end of March, April, May, it really is ideal as well. Um, but let's talk a little bit about the Burren because it's a really unique part of the country. Um, tell us a little bit about the kind of the topography of the Burren and what makes it 
just that really special area that it is. Yeah, I suppose when I moved here, I moved from uh, quite a northern part of Ireland. It's just on the border, County Cavan. So I could see it with fresh eyes. And it actually is like nowhere else in the world. So we have lovely pockets of lush green grassland where our cattle graze. But outside of that, it's all limestone rock. So it's very lunar-like. So when you come here, um, you will be going over pavement, limestone pavement for a lot of the tracks. And then, of course, we have the very traditional stone walls. And as part of our farming practices, we keep those walls built up because the wild goats around here tend to knock them down. So, you know, we've a lot of these other issues that they don't experience in other parts of Ireland. The farming practices that we use are very different. Our cattle live out on the limestone pavement in wintertime. So normally they would not be housed inside at all because the limestone uh, rocks hold the temperature, the heat from the summer, like a storage heater and release it through wintertime. So it's a really unique experience to come and see here. Um, it's very um, poignant. So we've got archaeological sites on our farm. I should say, first of all, the farm is quite vast in Irish standards. American farms tend to be a lot bigger and Australian farms, but 500 acres over here is a lot. So we can drive from one end of the farm to the next and um, we pass a lake on the way and we pass historical points of interest as well as the Burren pavement. So it's a really interesting day out uh, for families, but also for couples as well. And we offer some unique offerings like a private picnic. So we can bring a chef to do wild cooking if you want it really intimate. Or if you're hoping for an engagement, if I'm tipped off at the start, I can make sure and set things up really nicely. So um, I suppose the time that we've had between the start of COVID and now, I've got to know our product a lot better and got to home it a lot better. So I'm able to offer different things with whatever the particular customer has in mind for whatever they want, because we still will get the groups, you know, of people coming. Um, so we deal with groups of up to 12, but we can take walking groups of up to 30 people. So depending on the requirements of the group, we can look after them. So let's back up just a little bit, um, because when I first met you, you had just recently opened your farm to tours. And we were talking a little bit about um, kind of that new offering and really the embracing of farming culture as a tour opportunity. So can you tell people a little bit about your farm and then we can talk a little bit more about the tours? Because I think that your farm story is really quite interesting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, our farm, we're beef farmers in the Burns. So we um, have calves and we they graze the land and we keep them for longer. So our cattle are out on the winterage, which is the rocky parts of the farm, and they stay out on the land and the rocks all their lives. So the flora and fauna that they're eating actually prune the rocks so that the biodiversity event and the flowers can grow again in springtime. So if it wasn't for our uh, cattle grazing the rock, these huge biodiversity events wouldn't happen. And some of the flora and fauna that grow here don't grow in any other parts of the, of the country and the world in some cases. So it's very, it's very unique to this area, which is really important from a biodiversity point of view because the habitats that we create for frogs and uh, bugs and all kinds of things, 
it just it can't be manufactured or it can't be made so we have to make sure that we look after this so we call ourselves regenerative farmers so we work with the natural ecosystems and we tend not to um, mess with nature so we would have a badger sets and we don't mess with them and we leave them alone and then because badgers are known to spread tb but we've never had um a bad tb test we've always been 100 percent clear which is a a massive achievement you know and we only border with one other farmer but the cattle are never in that area when he is cattle in it so from our point of view keeping things as close to nature and as much to the old traditional ways of farming is very important to us we're actually in the process of going organic so um our our livelihood is based on producing a really top class product that uh, can stand up to being farmed you know it's all natural it's all outside our cattle don't go into sheds and we don't finish them with nuts we finish them off the grass so it's it's a very it's a very niche product, but it's something that's gaining momentum and interest all the time from an Irish point of view, but also from an international point of view. And then when you do your farm tours, like you said, the, um, you have a lot of archaeological points of interest. You obviously have the natural points of interest. So can you talk a little bit about what your farm tours include? Because I know you do, you have kind of a few um, different options that you do, but in a general sense, if somebody books in to, to visit you on the farm, what are they, what can they expect? When people come to see us, a tour will generally take about three hours because the area is vast and we generally try and look after people as well as we can. So we like to offer food, tea and coffee or refreshments of some description. So whether it's a nice walk you want or they want a seated tour in our uh, vintage Land Rover, we bring them either for a picnic or they can have a campfire stew. So they get to see all the different um, um, types of habitats that we have on the farm and they can see the woodland and they can see the cattle and they get to feed the cattle as well. So it's very much about uh, spending time with myself, my husband and how we farm, but also you're being entertained and fed and watered as well, I suppose. So I, I like the fact that, that in your tours, you're not only showing people the land because obviously the burren landscape is a really unique really special place but you're also sharing really the history um and the way farming has been done in that area for generations it's it's a place where you really do have to stick to those traditions because it's it's not only the best for the land but it really is the best practice for the farm as well yeah, exactly. And I mean, different methods have been tried over the years and generations, but you know what, you have to look at what really worked. And we farm under a program called um, the Burren Program and Burren Life, and it's all nature-based. So we're scored on how well we keep the landscape and trying to bring things back to the way they were. Um, agriculture is great, but a lot of forestry was cleared and a lot of things were done. We have a lot of um, hazel on the farm and hazel is um, a carbon absorber. So that's a really good thing. So, you know, we're trying to work within our parameters where we can clear some of the hazel scrub, but also we want enough to clear some of the carbon as well. So everything in it has a balance and we're trying to really work with nature's best balance. 
to farm properly, to educate people. To me, it's really important that people understand why we're trying to protect things and do things the way we do. We don't want to use fertilizer. We want to do things really um, back to the ways they used to do them. And it is possible. It's, it's slower, but we don't need to bring our cattle uh, to the factory when it's been told to do it now. They're too young. They're not mature enough. So we like to keep them on for another bit. So once we're in control of that, it's much better. What's happened in the last few generations in farming in Ireland, other people are dictating to farmers the price what supermarkets are going to be in and everything so we've taken back ownership of that we go to farmers markets with our product and it's really important to us that people it's completely transparent you come to our farm you see the lifestyle the cattle have you see what we're trying to do we're hoping that our children will have an interest and want to take over and look after the land in the same way that we are because i mean you never really own something as special as where we are it's the heritage center it's a place where people can come understand interpret and maybe even plant a tree so they can leave part of them here so if you have somebody coming from america and their daughter comes in 20 years we'll have a record of it that when john riley came in 2022 and and she's like dad was over here then you know and i think things like that are really special and really important so we like to do things a little bit differently but offer people something unique it's almost a stewardship of sorts. Yeah, exactly. Okay. We call ourselves custodians of the land. And I think that that's true because we hope that it's going to obviously be here for generations after us. But please, God, it will be looked after and we leave it a little bit better than we found it. It's a great sentiment. Now, you've added um, glamping in the last uh, year. That's, um, so I was funny. I was thinking this morning before we spoke about the last time we spoke. And it was a beautiful summer's day the last time you rang, but we were very much on the start of our COVID journey and we had no idea what was ahead of us. So we've, um, we have learned so much. So what we did the first year was we really embraced wellness and I did some training on forest bathing and other nature therapies. But what we did last year, we found that families really wanted to come and stay a bit longer. So what we've done is we've put up bell tents at the old farmhouse so they can use inside. So if it's raining, they can still make things in the kitchen because I have a little campfire in there that they can use a camping stove um, and there's access to toilets and stuff. But it's camping without the hassle because we have the bell tents up and there's a double bed and two singles in them. So, I mean, maybe on your trip from America, the kids want to go and come camping on a farm. And you can do that. You're not going to spend two weeks in the tent, obviously. But for a night, it will be a lovely adventure with the kids. And you wake up and you're you're in the middle of the burn for your next trip of whatever you want to do. It's it's almost a, a mix of like hosteling and glamping, it sounds like. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Because you actually have a bed. You're not lying on the ground under the stars, but you're still out in nature. Um, and oh my god my kids love it I, I don't have to choose for the summer birthdays in the family it's going to be a glamping party and we know that and it's great because I know she'll enjoy it I mightn't get much sleep but they'll have a great time so it's lovely that sounds like such a fun experience to to be glamping on a farm in the burn I mean it just it's this amazing mix of all these different experiences rolled up into one Exactly. And it's funny, I coined a phrase when I set up the tents and stuff. 
And I don't know how it just came to it. So I called it agri-camping. So it's, Very nice. you know, agriculture and camping. And I thought, I'm surprised nobody else has tried to use that phrase because it does, it does fit quite well. But yeah, it, it's gone down really well. We've a lot of repeat customers from last year. But I've saved some one-night dates because I know that international visitors probably would like a night to bond with the kids. And, you know, we can do all the schmores and all these other little fun things that you do that you're not going to be able to do in a hotel, you know? That's and the kids funny. love it. And you know what the kids always say that they love the most? They love the little calves and all that. But they love spending time with their mommy and daddy. You know, this is the whole thing that mom wasn't distracted by her phone. She came to the lake with me and we had a lovely time. And that's just so nice to hear. It really is. And you know, sometimes the best trips that I have had are when we are you know, there's nothing scheduled. We're not running from one place to another, but we really just get to spend time in the moment. And um, I just, I just think that that's probably one of the best places that you could do that. Yeah, it is. It's stripped back and there's no pretense. You're not hiding behind anything, a screen or the kids aren't being, um, you know, kind of plumossed with a toy. It's just real life. And you get, I think, you get to see their character much better. You know, you can see empathy in a child where she's like, oh, that calf is lovely. And can I name a calf? And, you know, just a funny <laughs> thing to hear. They find a frog. Oh, my God. The amount of entertainment looking for frogs in the field created for us was amazing. It was just lovely to see. Um, and even older kids, you kind of feel like, oh, if they're 16 or 17, they're just not going to want that. Funny enough, because there's enough interesting things to look at and they can wander down to the woods themselves, they seem to enjoy it too. And that can be a real struggle for parents, that age group, because they're like, they just want to look at YouTube or TikTok or whatever, but no. Or just they want a little bit of freedom. And, and yeah. right there you can you can say, yeah, go go have a wander. Yeah. And not, not worry yeah. a lot. Yeah. You know they're completely safe. I mean, the area we're in, you probably wouldn't see three cars in a day. You know, it's very safe. It's very remote. It's, but it's lovely for me. I'm, I'm not from here originally. So I love that freedom for my children. And I just think it's, it's, it's a lovely thing that if you're not used to it, kids tend to think this is unusual. I, I was out on the rocks this morning and all along I did a 360 video. You could see one green field. The rest of what you could see was grass, rock, mountains, trees. So you couldn't see a house or anything. So for me, that's like escapism and a digital detox. And sometimes that's what you need because we can be so worried about our own thoughts and everything, but sometimes to realize how insignificant and small you are in the grand scheme of a mountain, a lake, a tree, you know, and just to take stock of, of that because our problems, if you play them out, generally will they matter next year? And a lot of times they won't. And to spend that quality time with your children and to get that message across is, I think, one of the best gifts you can give them. Oh, well said. And, and you know, in all honesty, just spending a day like that sounds like my idea of heaven personally. Um, so, Brona, how do people book into one of your experiences? Where can they find you online? And are there any social accounts that maybe would be good for them to uh, to tune into to get kind of a look at what goes on there? Yeah, we're Burn Farm Experience on Instagram, Facebook, or Burn Farm on Twitter. 
uh, we have a YouTube channel, which I'm not brilliant at. Um, I will get better on TikTok as well. Um, but our website is all the W's, burnfarmexperience.ie. Um, and they can book and send me an email from there. Um, yeah, and I will get back to you straight away. Myself and my husband do all our bookings and all that. So everything is run by us. So it's um, people end up being our friends. We've had people that come and then we're like, yeah, we stay in touch. And I, I love that because I have relations that are in America or Canada. And it always turns around that you have this conversation about where they are. And, you know, it's lovely because it feels then when they come back that you have made a genuine friendship and you do care because the kids are getting bigger. And, you know, if they're back and their kids are suddenly 17 and, you know, they've grown so much and their story has changed, but they still remember the great time that they had the last time they were here. So it, it really is nice. It's, it's part, you feel like part of their journey as well. And that's so true. It's like you've, you've gained an Irish relative after. Yeah. A couple of days. <laughs> and that is important. Like we had people coming and the last time I, I extended my menu. So we do the picnics, but we also do a campfire stew. Um, and I suppose the first time I was catering for a larger group, you're nervous, you know, you're somebody's eating something that you prepared and you're kind of want to please people and you just, but my God, the girl was so nice. Um, she loved it. And she said it was the best Irish stew she ever tasted. And she had got a small amount first because I think she was nervous that it wasn't going to be that nice. And she loved it. And she said that. And she said on a little, she did a little review after. And she said on it, that was the best stew she ever had. So it's really a compliment. And people are so kind. And, you know, um, for us, it's, it's a privilege to bring people on and show them where we live in our little corner of Ireland that we do treasure. And we do know that we're lucky to live here, but it's also an experience and a pleasure to have people to want to visit your home and for us to be able to interpret it for them because the Burren is not the easiest place to understand. And if you drive out here, it can be hard to know where to park and what to do. So when you come, you're, you're going to be treated like one of the family and you'll be driven up a field and you'll, you know, most likely you'll have a great day. But we, we tend to treat everybody the same and we get on with things and we, we generally have a lovely time and people are happy when they leave. So that's kind of as good as a compliment as you can get. That is terrific. So before we end, I want to get your expert insight into the Burren. What are three places, other places in the Burren that you think people should really make sure that they visit before they uh, head out to other areas of Ireland. You'll need a car to reach some of these suggested locations, so I'm excited to partner with Irish Car Rentals to provide an unbeatable quote on your car rental in Ireland. Visit irishcarrentals.com and use code IFV for Ireland Family Vacations in the promotions box to save 10% off your car rental costs. There's some lovely little beaches that are around and little walks along the beach. For me, I love Fenor. It's a lovely area. It's not as busy as some of the other areas, so I love Fenor. Um, also, Ballyvahan is very nice. It's a lovely little area with Monk's Restaurant. Fabulous food there. Um, 
and Doolin is a, a kind of a no-brainer because the music and the trad and the just the fun atmosphere and crack, um, as we say over here, is just lovely. We, I love it. I go on, like, if I can get away for a few hours, there's always a really good trad session on there. Um, there's really good food as well. There's so many different options for food. Um, the Burren like has that, amazing food. Yeah, the Burren, oh, we're area. so lucky here. Like, you don't have to go even 15 miles from anywhere to find a really good restaurant. And, I mean, if you're staying, I, I, I do think that there are hidden gems with B&Bs and different things like that. So really research your trip and find out a little bit of local knowledge. I mean, with uh, Facebook and with all these other ways of communicating with people, you can find out secret hidden gems. And that will be my biggest advice is to go off the beaten track. Kinvara is a small um, port town and it's really lovely. The people are so friendly. There's farmers markets on all the time during the summer. And the people you meet are the food producers uh, or they're the people who make the crafts. That's the type of thing that I think is lovely and is nice to see. So they're on Friday, Saturday and Sunday in different areas all the time. So when you get to where you're going, just ask, is there a farmer's market on? Because they're lovely. And there tends to be samples of different types of food. There's probably going to be music at them. So for me, that would be a lovely thing to do uh, when you're here. It, it doesn't cost anything, which is nice. <laughs> it is a great way to spend the afternoon. Well, Brona, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to join me again, to talk about the farm experience, to share that amazing glamping. That sounds like such a fun way to spend a night or two in the Burren. Well, and, I have your uh, name down for when you come over. So you're going to be, you're going to need a woolly pair of socks. So I'll knit your pair. <laughs> <laughs> I can't turn that down. No. <laughs> I look forward to it. Well, Brona, again, thank you so much. And uh, all the best of luck. 2022. Yeah. yeah. It's going to go. be great. I know it. Okay. Now who is ready to book their trip to Ireland? Me, me, me. Um, if you enjoyed this podcast, please leave a five-star review at Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you can't leave a review on your podcast app, leave a review at the Ireland Family Vacations Facebook page, or take a screenshot and tag me at Ireland Family Vacations on Instagram with a few kind words. Questions or comments? Email Jody at IrelandFamilyVacations.com. As always, thanks for listening. Until next time, Slanga Paul.